0: Hello, hello, I am your host and ref, Carole Ponchon from Lyon, France, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you to the ring as two fearless women spar about their trailblazing journeys in sport. On today's episode, we travel to Brazil to hear from two strong women who share a passion for social entrepreneurship and doing good through sport. We are live from the ring. And in the right corner is Diana Bonarcuri. Diana is a certified conflict resolution trainer and has been working for Fight for Peace for six years as training and institutional development coordinator. In 2017, she created her own organization, Peace Flow. She definitely has stamina and the will to enter an arena to make this world a better place. Welcome, D.
1: Hi, here is Diana. I'm very, very happy to be here.
0: And we are joined in the left corner by another inspiring Brazilian woman, Mayra Ligori. Mayra is since 2014 the Innovation Director at Think Olga, an NGO with a focus on women's empowerment. Mayra has been the brain and heart of the NGO to create in 2016 its own sport club, Olga Esporte Clube. A committed and creative leader, Mayra wants Brazilian girls to feel strong and self-confident, and she's ready to sweat for it.
2: Hello, hello, I'm Aida. I do love women, out and loud, and I am an unstoppable fighter.
0: Ladies, I'm so impassioned, and I cannot wait to hear your stories. So the floor is yours. Please get us to Brazil.
1: So, Maida, you are a a source of inspiration for me and you also became a good friend and you inspire me not only on work but but also in life generally so I'm very very happy to have the opportunity to interview you because you're you're awesome you're a great woman a great worker and you know I wish everyone could know someone like you so the first question I'm going to ask you to get people to know a little bit better who you are is If you were an animal, which animal will you be and why?
2: That's a good question. If I were an animal, I guess I would be a lioness. I feel like a lioness because I am generous, protective, but I'm also a great, great fighter.
1: Yes, I think both of us, we have Leo as the star sign. So I think I would be a lioness myself as well. (laughs) So we'll be together in that one. And if you had to recommend us a book, a great book, which one would it be?
2: I recently read this very short and amazing book called Ideas to Postpone the End of the World. Uh, The author is Hilton Krenak. He's an indigenous guy from Brazil. And he discusses uh, this in a very simple and objective way to show how the way we live and our disconnection with nature with each other with our human side how this is causing pain and how this is the the main reason for inequality not only gender inequality but in society in general so I strongly recommend this book this is amazing and this makes like your mind blow and understand things more the system more the matrix more broadly you know
1: so oh, wow. There. That's amazing.
2: I want to read that
1: book and also being written by an indigenous guy, which is not very common, I would say. I'm talking about nature, which we need to focus the nature and the environment like really, really bad. Otherwise, we won't have a planet to try to save the relationships that we have here. So thank you very much. That's a, that's a great indication.
0: And Maida, you had a mentor at the GSOB program. Ladies, sorry to interrupt. This is the ref speaking, and I feel like I must raise a yellow card. You've just mentioned the GSMP, and I bet we need to provide some context to our audience. So the GSMP stands for the Global Sport Mentoring Program. It's a sport diplomacy women's empowerment initiative sponsored by the US Department of State and implemented by the one and only team at the University of Tennessee Center for Sport peace and society. And actually, the three of us are alumni of this program.
1: You had a mentor at the GSOB program, Julie Edelman, and she's a big director at Google, and she's a master's on marketing and promotions. We would like to know what have you learned with her, and what do you use in your daily basis
2: life? I believe that me and Julie, we were a match made in heaven because we have really strong points in common. Our profession, so I'm also a marketing profession professional, so we had uh, a strong, uh, an intense exchange in, in this area. But I also had a very, a great human connection with her. We became great friends. I enjoyed being with her all the time. And uh, we had great conversation and we, we had fun. So I just loved it. But all, I believe that her main contribution for me in my life, in my activism and everything, was the management skills. She kept me very, very busy those, the days I spent in Cincinnati. And that was really intense. And I had to be really organized and focused. And all the management of the work, the ideas, the outputs... I had to be very, very skilled on it. And I was not, so I had to develop with her this part. So it was really, 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 really great. And I would also highlight the connections. She introduced me to her community and I just loved it. She's very uh, uh, present in the LGBT uh, community in Cincinnati. I was very lucky to be introduced to some of amazing people and very committed people with the cause, the LGBT cause. So my experience with her was very challenging because I had to develop uh, new skills and that was the, the whole point of being there. And it was intense, but I really loved it. It was amazing. And
1: by hearing you, I remember how intense the GSMP program is. And I remember not having time for anything else apart from actually working. I was mentored by Romina Bongiovanni in Los Angeles and I have to work a lot. And I also learned a lot by that experience and I'm very grateful for the SMP. Now I want to ask a question which is very, very important, very challenging. And I think it demands a lot of strength from us women in a society that doesn't really respect women and maternity. So both of us, we are moms and we have our own business. So how is it for you to be a mom, to take care of two boys, small boys, and also take care of two organizations that you have. Think think Evan, think Olga, and also try to take care of yourself. How do you balance all of that? How is it to be you as a woman?
2: It's not easy and it means tons of self-sacrifice. As you said, where am I in in the middle of this whole scenario with the two kids, the two organizations? So it's not easy. And I challenge everyone that is hearing us to think about this situation, being a mother and also being an entrepreneur and also being an activist. How can we change structures so we don't have to deal with it in an individual situation with individual response to this i'm tired of saying that i am tired so i i won't bring the the whole answer because the answer is not in myself it's a bigger question and it's a collective question
1: and what do you think what can we as women as a group What could we do to to try to challenge this structure? What could we do to be heard, to be considered in this role with taking care of kids, being a mom, but also being an executive, and also trying to take care of ourselves?
2: I think that showing how hard it is to take care of people, to take care of businesses. So I think this is one thing, just to show that the glasses won't be cleaned by themselves. The, the clothes won't yeah. go to the to, to washer alone. They won't. They won't. So this and also organizing, discussing and proposing public policies. As I said, this is something that is, is structural. So we need to, to respond to this collectively.
1: And I think the work you do as, as yourself and also as an organization is to raise the awareness in women so they understand that It's okay when it's too chaotic. it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay not to be enough. You're not enough to take care of everything by yourself. And we need to talk about that. We need to talk about that to companies, to our husbands, to our kids, to families. So I think the work you do to raise this awareness in women so they are uh, vulnerable and also brave enough To talk about this, to change this structure is very, very important. So thank you very much for investing your time, your energy, and your life to all of us. Because it's in benefit of all the women.
0: And that's end of round one. We're now moving to round two with Maria interviewing Diana.
2: Dai, I love to hear you talking about me because this is exactly the way I feel about you. You were a great inspiration for me. You're really strong and smart and intelligent. And being your friend after GSMP and beyond is a re- really a privilege for me. The work that you're doing with Peaceflow is outstanding. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for us to do something together. I'm, I'm really glad that life and GSMP yeah, br- brought us together. I have the icebreaker questions for you too. The first is... What influential woman in history would you like to spend a day with?
1: I think I would like to spend a day with Frida Kahlo, if it was possible. I think she's artistic, so she thinks outside the box. She's a feminist. She, she was, right? She's dead already. But I think it would have been very fun to spend a day with her. I think she would have taken me, in my mentally taking me to places that maybe I haven't ever thought about. And she was very revolutionary and very different from the society that she was placed in. And she was very brave to break rules, to break boundaries and to be very strong, to be who she was and to express the art the way she did. So Frida Kahlo would be, would be one.
2: I love her as well. love her very much. So now tell me, Dai, you create your, your own organization after GSMP. Could you share some of your experience being an entrepreneur in these times? Do you have some advice or some stories to tell us about this?
1: What I usually hear from people is like, how do you manage to do all what you do? How do you just like concretize or make your dreams tangible? And for me, it's the opposite. I ask people, why don't you like, why don't you just have an idea and you push it to the ground and make it true? So I think for a characteristic of people who is entrepreneurs, like both of us, we have this this power to actually tangibilize what we believe in. And I think this is what pushed me forward because I have an idea and I talk to people and I don't wait, maybe I'm I'm a bit impulsive, I would say. I have an idea, I go there, I talk to ladies, oh my God. So I keep throwing seeds. all idea I have, I throw the seeds. Someone will become beautiful trees, someone will become a small flower, someone just won't happen anything, but I try and I keep trying. And I think all the experience that I have through Fight for Peace, the work in communities affected by crime and violence gave me a very clear sense of inequality, injustice, structural violence. So through Peaceflow, I also bring all that, raise awareness in whoever, whatever organization or people that I'm training I bring this because it's not only about interpersonal issues, it's about, as you said before, is the structure. So I use non violent communication and question the narratives and many other techniques I have learned through the field work and also by books and experience to try to bring this um, rationale to people.
2: Yeah, great, great. In your daily basis as, a, as an entrepreneur, how do you manage the fun part i mean the joy and the passion and the challenge tasks you have to to deal with in your work I think
1: the, the work i do is my passion so the work for me doesn't seem like a word because i really like what i do and i do have a small team of people there's like four people three that helps me with more bureaucratic issues so i think having support to take you know to grow it's, it's very important the challenge, as you said, is being a mom. <laughs> I don't know if that's the next question.
2: But that was my next question exactly. But
1: at the beginning of 2019 was was when Peace slowly started to flourish more, and it was when my baby girl was born. And it was I was very anxious because I was thinking, oh my god, I just had a baby born, and then my my company is growing, and how am I going to take care of these two things that are sort of to babies and how I'm going to do that. And I remember that my first training, she was four months. And I said, well, I'm not going to not breastfeed her. That's not negotiable. So to all companies that hired me, I said, I have a baby and she needs to breastfeed during the training. So is it okay for you if she needs to breastfeed, I put an agreement, you know, like ground rules at the beginning of the training was Maya moment. Maya is the name of my daughter. And all of them agreed to it. The companies in the contract and also the people in the room. I said, I have a baby, this is Momento Maya. And whenever she needs to breastfeed, I'm gonna leave the room and I will come back a few minutes later. And that was what happened. But one thing is theory. And another thing is practice. So what happened is that Maya didn't want to leave me. So I have to come back to the classroom with baby Maya in my arms. And she was breastfeeding in front of people while I was teaching. And then she slept in my arms and I still teaching it anyway. So I think that demands some kind of strength, And I was like really tired because I couldn't sleep at night either. So it required me a lot of inner strength to be able to balance both. So I wouldn't let peace flow or Maya down. And then of course, having a support like a dad who was present, he was there with me in all trainings. He was there to support Maya as well. But it's very very tiring and it's very difficult to manage the mom's life. I remember the first time that I cried from exhaustion was when Maya was born and I had to work. And I thought, oh my God, I felt very sorry for moms who were single, who didn't have the daddy close to them to help or didn't have a support system. And then I found myself very lucky and privileged.
2: Yeah, it happened the same with me. My first kid, when he was born, my company was like two months old. And I found myself exactly in this place that you were describing. I can relate totally to what you're saying.
0: That's hand of rum, too. We are now moving to round 3 with ladies discussing about empowerment.
2: Okay, I'm afraid we're running out of time, Dai. But let's have a lightning round before our buzzer sounds. <laughs> What's your definition of empowerment? I think empowerment for me is how I felt in the
1: GSMP program. I remember being among women and all the women were seeing the potential of each other. It's not only about me, myself, uh, understanding how important I am and seeing the changes I can do in my life into the life of others, but having other women like, see, like, Maida, you are amazing. You can do this, go forward. Everything goes wrong. We're here. So, having this support system in place, it gives you this strength and the confidence to keep going. And for you, what does empowerment mean for you?
2: I think empowerment is too big, but I have four concepts that GSMP brought to my life. And GSMP helped me with these four words. And I would say it would be encouragement, that would be endorsement. So, okay, go ahead. This is good enough for you to keep this idea in your mind. To give me confidence, that I was able to do the things I I was dreaming to do and validation, that's the great path, that's a good idea, let's do that. So I think these four words for me means empowerment and meant what GSMP also
0: brought to my life.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. That's exactly what I meant.
0: Rev speaking here. I could not help but hand this friendly fight with a sincere thank you to our audience. And guess what? The winner of today's episode is communities around the globe. We're benefiting from greater equality and inclusivity. Thank you ladies for your priceless time and energy. You're the stars here and today. So I leave you with the final words.
2: It was such a joy to share this few minutes with you. I wish you could stay longer. Thanks for your audience for tuning into this episode. We hope you've enjoyed and feel inspired by our stories. Feel free to share your questions and comments on social media. Uh, and remember, you can listen to more episodes where sisters unpack the potential of sports to change the world on your favorite podcasting platform.